0: Welcome to the Psych 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Luke D. Maxwell, and today I am so grateful to be talking with Millie French. Millie is a mental health blogger. She started the blog Love and Flourished. Inspired by her own challenges with mental illness, she now wants to help others who are going through similar challenges. Millie, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good, thanks
0: great. It's great to have you on. So in just a couple sentences, or if you want to take longer, that's okay too. Um, really, what was the starting point and really the inspiration to start your blog? Was this a specific moment or was it, you know, general over time you realize you really have to do this?
1: Um, yeah, I think over time I I thought I wanted to do it. Um, I think I what helped me, I read a lot of other people's experiences online and they shared their story and that really helped me. One in particular post, um, he shared his experience with what I was suffering from and it really resonated with me and I thought if one post can make me feel like that, I think why not do it myself? So I think that inspired me to do it and I thought sharing your experience I think can be really helpful for some people.
0: Right, exactly. Um, it was a post, was it a blog post that you read I, um, or was it that book? Um, it was a
1: Facebook post that someone just put up um, and I got wow. in contact with him and yeah, he recommended me a, a great book that really helped
0: too. Great. So a single Facebook post, I want to I I stop here for just a second because uh, a Facebook post was kind of yeah. like a starting point for you. And for because so many people, they are held back and they say, well, I can't do anything big. I can't speak in front of a thousand people. I, but all it took was a Facebook post to really get yeah. you started. So for anyone listening, that's all it sometimes takes is a Facebook post. And I know people have saw, said that they, oh, I saw I, someone follow you on Instagram or I saw someone liked your page. And that's how I started to get help was because someone yeah. liked my page. So it's, that's great. We're all about small uh, moments here. So when yeah. you're thinking about... So you have a blog. How long has the blog been going on for?
1: Um, a few months. So I started in May.
0: Okay, great. And how how's everything been going? Have you been receiving stories?
1: Yeah, yeah. I get a few messages and people saying that they've helped, I've helped them. Um, and yeah, it's just nice feedback, really.
0: Wow, what it, what was the first like when that first happened? What was kind of your thoughts and your feelings about that? That you just help somebody.
1: It's a it's a good feeling. I think I like to help people and to hear that people, you know, they actually contact you and say, "Hey, you've helped me." That that feels good. So
0: yeah. You're right. And, and I I, cause I remember the first time that kind of happened to me. And I thought, who am I? I'm, I was, what, 16, 17 at the time. I thought, who am I that someone would find help because of me? You know, I'm just a kid. Why, why would people yeah. find help through me? And yeah, it's, it's kind of mind blowing that we all have that power to actually help people. And so you just started in May, and it's fantastic that you've already have I see like you have a good following, good engagement on Instagram, a great blog posts. You just started, and I know this might be a big question to ask, but what is your general vision for the blog and and your future as well?
1: Yeah, I think I'm not much of a planner, so I kinda just go mm-hmm. with it. Um <laughs> but right. I think I am looking into possibly writing some eBooks, putting it up there um, and in terms of my future I think I, off, I do definitely want to help people um, but I think a big goal is to open a space or a studio um, for people to come to just meet like-minded people who want to do similar stuff or people that are struggling with their mental health and just a safe place for them to come and talk to people i guess that would be an awesome thing to
0: happen right so in in like a a really in-depth support group in a sense
1: yeah yeah rather than not really like a in-group therapy session rather than just like a hang place
0: yeah nice so kind of like the starbucks for mental health in a way (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's great i mean I, i love that kind of vision and i and i know our vision i mean i know mine is constantly changing with every new idea and thing that happens But I love to get that sense and that feel because I know, and I'm sure you know, like as when you're depressed and when you have anxiety, your future seems very bleak and hopeless. So to go from that into having this vision and ahead of you, I think it's really powerful to know that you can, if you did this and I did this and so many other people can, then what's stopping some other person who's suffering from the same thing with a vision? That's, that's great. when. It comes to psychology what's what's kind of your favorite part of psychology There's a lot of theories, lots of facts lots of lots of lots of thoughts out there when you approach psychology in general, like when someone messages you or you receive comments, what's kind of your favorite thing about the human brain and the human mind
1: I think um consciousness I think I read a lot mm. about it. And it kind of just blew my mind that I kind of didn't realize it before, like um, that you can actually be aware of your thoughts and your feelings and separate them from yourself. And that can really help Mm -hmm. with anxiety and depression when you recognize that these negative thoughts aren't
0: yourself and you can
1: actually create new positive ones instead.
0: You get what I mean? Yes, that and and I and I and that's a wonderful answer because that's one of my favorite parts of psychology as well. Um, yeah, it fascinates me. Like your brain is one of the most powerful things in the universe, in the known universe, and we just and and we just take it for granted every day. We don't realize really how strong it is, um, lately. Yeah. I've been experimenting, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've been experimenting in the realm of consciousness with controlling my mood just by trying to change my thought pattern in the moment, trying to influence yeah. my mood. Have you Have you tried something like that?
1: Yeah. I think as soon as I learnt that, I tried to do it in situations when I felt down. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try and change this. So, yeah.
0: Right. And, we, and then how... how, how Successful are you usually?
1: Um, normally successful. I think at the beginning it's kind of hard because you, right. you feel like that, that can't go away but I think with practice you can um, develop new positive thoughts and start to believe them. So yeah, I think it can mm-hmm. help.
0: Exactly. OK, good, because I know I'm not successful all the time and uh, sometimes it'll be great. You know, I'll just tell myself I'm energetic. I am. I am. I'm going to be positive. Today, I'm just going to do it. And then some days it doesn't work out so well. Yeah. Um, in regards to consciousness, um, you write on on your blog about depersonalization. Would you mind sharing with our listeners what exactly that is? Because of a feeling that most people don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So depersonalization there's another word called derealization so Mm -hmm. depersonalization is when you feel disconnected from yourself Um, so you don't feel like you're in your body you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself Um, and derealization is when you feel detached from your surroundings and reality Mm so I mostly felt derealization so very spaced out felt like I was living in a dream terrifying Um, but now I'm It's pretty much completely gone. It's still there, but it's not not that bad. But yeah, it was quite bad for a little while.
0: How did you overcome that?
1: Um, I think accepting it. I was in denial for a long time. Um, I was looking for things wrong with my body. I didn't really want to believe that this is what I had because I'd read a lot of stories of people having it for years. So I thought, oh, I'm going to have this forever. And really, that's not true. I found recovery stories and... That one post that that guy posted that really resonated with me. I got in contact with him, he recovered and recommended me a really good book. So I learned a lot from that book. Um, the guy that wrote it had it for had it for ten years, and he wow. shared strategies that helped him get over it, and I've been following his advice, and it's worked so yeah,
0: wow, and that and that was Pierre David's book, uh, a Last a Life at last yes, a Life. Yes. Yeah, yeah so for anyone listening um Peter David wrote this book called a last uh, paul at last i'm sorry paul david oh sorry paul david um that's okay. that's, i read that completely wrong uh paul david <laughs> right la- wrote at last a life um if you're dealing with any if you're dealing with something like this um this can be a great help for you especially since Depersonalization, derealization isn't really talked about a whole lot. In fact, I even with my experience with mental health, I didn't learn about it until I took a Psych 101 class. That's when I actually learned about this, and I thought, "Whoa, Mm -hmm. you know, I could, I could definitely identify, you know, to a very a smaller degree, but I mean, I could definitely identify with this. Wow, I'm glad I could put a name to it. That this is actually a thing, and it's not just me." Um luckily, I mean, I wasn't it wasn't too severe in my case, but it was nice to say, oh, OK, yeah, I've, I've seen this before. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's things like this that I'm so glad um, that you're here because this is something that people suffer from in silence and without knowing. And I'm sure, as you know, that when you suffer in silence and you suffer without knowing what's going on, that makes everything worse. When you first when it, first, um, when did you start first feeling anxious depressed and this and um, how last, long did it Sorry, go ahead.
1: And that's you e finishing your question.
0: <laughs> and so and then how long did it take for you to get start getting help?
1: Uh, so it started last year in July. Um, and then probably I found out about it probably at that time, but I kind of ignored it. Um and then i' probably in like February, so about seven months, six months later um I started to look into it, learn about it, and start to recover
0: Wow, so this is all very recent, yeah wow, and everything and 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 your recovery i mean is that is that's a a great time for for recovery from all these yeah, yeah. challenges what would you I was you say here in your blog you suffer from depression, anxiety, and the derealization. Which one do you think was your main challenge?
1: Definitely the derealization. It just it took over mm-hmm. your whole mind and your focus, so you couldn't really focus on anything else. So yeah, that was the toughest.
0: Is is there any other, other way of describing it? Because many people have a very hard time understanding exactly what it's like because I think we've all had those times especially you know when we're really tired and everything's just a little bit hazy or is there an, is there another way you explain to people like what this exactly feels like going through it
1: yeah it's really hard to explain and if you haven't right. experienced it it's hard to understand but right um I guess I always just say oh, I feel spaced out um not fully here feel like I'm in a dream um, just really detached from my surroundings. Um, sometimes I remember like before all of this happened, I remember getting split seconds of these just when you're feeling a bit spaced out a bit, but it'll only last for a couple of seconds. It was like that, but for 24-7, yeah.
0: Wow, wow. Did you ever feel that... Someone else. You were just kind of almost like a video game character, where where someone else was just controlling you, and you were just there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I felt like a robot at times. So yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, because I know, I know, I've had that in in small amounts um, when I was going through my depression, and um, it's I never understood exactly what that was. So for those who are listening, derealization and depersonalization are real things real mental illnesses that can be treated and if you know that you are suffering from something like this but you haven't put a name to it and you think that it's just you there is hope it's not just yourself um, yes. finally we want to we we love positive immediate action here on this podcast. What's one thing that anyone listening can do right now, as soon as this podcast is over to improve their mental health?
1: Mm, um, I think do something for yourself, like do something to look after yourself, something that makes you happy. Um, I think often we think we're too busy to look after ourselves or do something just for us. Um, So whether that's going for a walk, um, doing exercise, finding a hobby, anything really to bring your mood up, but um, yeah, I guess that's
0: all. Exactly, yeah. Cement cement your personality, who you are, do something for you. And that is exactly, do something for you. It's not selfish, it's called self-care. And yeah. uh, I just and I I would like to close um with Millie if you could tell people the best way to find you on the internet.
1: So um at love and flourish on Instagram and just love and dot com at my blog.
0: Yes, check out her blog. She has great stuff there. And check out her Instagram. I'm following you. And I want to close with a quote that you posted um, for Are You OK Day in Australia, which is so cool. And I I absolutely love that. But it's simply just Are You OK? And those, those three words can make such a big difference. Ask you several, sometimes several times, right? Are you okay? Are, yeah. you, are you, are you really, are, are you really okay? Cause you, mm-hmm. cause you know that something's not right going on. So yeah. have some self care and ask, ask that question, ask that question to yourself. Ask that question to others. Are you okay You've been listening to Psych 101 Podcast. We've had Millie French from Love and Flourish here. Thank you so much, Millie, for being on. I look forward to keeping up with you on Instagram and the blog and seeing what you're up to. And thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you. So, you're list- you've been listening to the Psych One Podcast. I am your host, Luke D. Maxwell. You can find the links it's oh, to everything that we've talked about, including the book and all of Millie's Instagram and website at com slash blog. Head over there. It should be the top post on there. You can click on there and find every link that we've talked about, plus some show notes and some commentary. Thank you all. And re- always remember, being ashamed. Staying Ashamed.